Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your current 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is... Be of service to others. Business Bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equals MC squared. So please visit our website, www.csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T.com. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why did you get into business in the first place? What if you found a way to implement what we're talking about today? And how can you take advantage of the information you hear today? Is that new? That's new. That's new. Check that out. You can do that by scheduling your free coaching call. That's how you take advantage of the information you find out today. All right. Speaking of taking advantage of... (laughs) Aren't we all kind of being taken advantage of a little bit? I kind of feel that way when it comes to this topic. I mean, all right, this is definitely your area of expertise, right? Been doing it for a little while now, a little over five years. This is the area in which you do most of your coaching on. It is. So, you know, it's, it's definitely something also that we pretty much have to have. Pretty much have to have. So today's topic, now that we're being all vague and like beating around the bush about it. Yeah, right. I wonder, I wonder, our listeners are probably thinking, what the heck? Are they going to be talking about insurance? Oh, yeah. They probably saw the title. Yeah, that's true too. They yeah. probably read the title. Oh, they're going to be insurance on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also oh. true. Oh, oh, all right. bad, bad time, bad time. All right. So why you need insurance? Why do you need insurance? So there's two ways to look at it. One is, of course, it's the just in case, right? Because if something happens, you want to be protected. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But one of my favorite ways to talk about it is the cynical approach. Always from the cynical side. Always from the, well, not not always. Not always. <laughs> this is just kind of a fun one. So when you think about insurance, why do you need insurance? Well, you want to drive a car? Yeah. Guess what? You need to have insurance. Well, not if I pay for it in cash. Oh wait. State still says you have to have a minimum fifteen thousand per person, thirty thousand per incident coverage. So I mean. You, if you have $30,000 lying around and you want to take that 30000 to the DMV and basically have a bond for yourself, then sure, you don't need insurance. That's your insurance already. Right. But other than that, which most of us don't have 30000 lying around that we want to place on a bond in the DMV. Exactly. And frankly, that'd be the dumbest idea anyway. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on too. So the cynical approach, you want to drive a car? You got to have insurance. You want to rent a building to have a storefront? You got to have insurance. I want to hire employees. Got to have insurance. Everything I do, I have to insure. What's you wanna, with that? You want to buy a house? Unless you got that, you know, 600 grand in San Diego's market lying around. Guess what? You're going to have a mortgage, right? Got to have insurance. Got to have insurance. Jeez, man. Everything, everything we do, you have to insure. There's one thing 
that you actually do not have to ensure that you will always have a choice about. And it's the funniest one. Your life. Your life. <laughs> your life. You ensure everything except... Your life. Yeah, most people... You ensure people. all of your stuff. But not yourself. But not yourself. The one thing you can't get back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to talk a, a little bit about different types of insurance. We'll start off with auto insurance. All right. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Pretty it's, much uh, everybody, everybody. Yeah, everybody yeah. has it. For the most part. I mean, not everybody owns a car. And there are probably some people that prefer not to pay their insurance. But guess what? Here in the state of California, you don't have insurance. Your registration is going to get revoked. And you can get a fat ticket. Fat ticket. And then you have an SR-22, which means that if you... What an SR-22 means is that the insurance company will report to the DMV that you have a valid insurance policy active in place. And if that policy lapses, if you don't pay for it or if you whatever, just cancel it, whatever whatever the reason is, if you don't have insurance, they'll report that to the DMV too. And guess what? Your license is revoked immediately. Your license is revoked. Your license gets suspended. So that's what happens even when you get a DUI, too, and you have to get an SR-22. It's an immediate reporting to the DMV is what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. I never knew what an SR-22 was. I mean, I knew you had to get one. I just didn't know what it was. It's just a stricter requirement. Everybody on the road is legally uh, required to have insurance, some kind of insurance. Um, Like I said, uh, here in California... It's 15000 per person for bodily injury and 30000 per accident. So if I get into an accident and somebody gets injured, that's bodily injury. So I have to be able to cover with my insurance 15000 per person or 30000 per incident. What's the last number? So I've seen like 15, 30, 20. 15, 30, 10 is, is usually. 15, 30, 10. Uh, so that last number is property damage. So if I get into an accident and I'm responsible, the insurance company will pay up to $10,000 to fix your car. Some The, the person who you hit or right. whatever. The other person's car. The other person's car, not your own personal. Not your own personal car. Your own personal car needs to be covered by collision and comprehensive. Mm, so additional extra coverages. Additional extra coverages to protect your vehicle that you drive every day. If you have an old vehicle... You probably don't need comp and collision. So when more I, than likely, when I talk to people and and they talk about insurance, I ask them what kind of insurance they they have. They always say I have full coverage. Right. What the heck is full coverage? Full coverage means that you have you carry comprehensive and collision coverage. So if your vehicle is damaged, regardless of fault, you will receive up to actual cash value for your vehicle. What does actual cash value mean? It means whatever the replacement cost is minus depreciation. Oh, so it's not actual actual cash. It's not actual actual cash. So if it would cost, I don't know, $15,000, well, you know what? Let me let me back it up a little bit. When you drive when you buy a brand new car off the parking lot, uh, off the dealership, let's say it costs $25,000, mm-hmm. the moment you drive it off the lot, it goes down to 20. Yeah, yeah, that always sucks. Instantly. So the actual cash value is not the 25000 that you paid for it. That's your replacement cost. But depreciation, as soon as you drive it off the lot. Minus 5000 Minus 5000 
So if I got an accident as soon as I left the dealership, I would still be owing the dealership five grand. Exactly. Ooh, that sucks. Yep. There is a special kind of coverage called gap coverage that covers that difference. And so if you just bought a car and you don't have gap coverage, that might be something that you want to talk to your insurance agent about. Call us over at Pipeline. Go to our website, www.pipelineinsurance.com. Love to help you out. What about, what about like, okay, so that's a state minimum 1530, but why do people pay for more? It comes down to what could happen if you get in a bad enough accident that those limits are not enough. So the example that we tend to use is, let's say you're driving down the road and you are not texting while driving because you never do that. Right. You're not messing with the radio, trying to get your Pandora working, Spotify, whatever, because you never do that while you're driving. Never. You don't have screaming kids in the back seat, and you're reaching down to get a toy. Nothing. You're, you never do that either, right? Two hands on the wheel. Two hands on the wheel. Forward at all time. All the time, yep. Ten and two or whatever, what it, is. It, whatever it is nowadays, yeah. seven and four. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Because you're not, you're never distracted, right? Never, never. Okay. So let's say you're driving down the road, not distracted at all, and somehow you manage to fly through a red light, and you T-bone someone. Boom. The person in that car, let's just say, is a 35-year-old mother making about $30,000 a year. Does that sound pretty reasonable? That sounds reasonable. It's probably, you know, let's just, just call it reasonable. Anyway, so 30000 a year, this person is 35 years old. They would have otherwise worked until they were 65. But so let's say that this accident, years. another 30 years, this accident put them out of work forever. They can no longer work. Well, they need to make up that 30000 a year somehow. So guess who's on the hook for $900,000? Me, the person who T-boned him. Exactly. So you'll turn around and get sued. And if you're carrying 15000 per person up to 30000 for the accident, how much are you going to get paid? 30000 15000 Oh, because, because it's, it's per, per person. person. If there was two people involved and each one of them had 15000 in damages, it would pay out 30000 but only 15000 Ouch. So I'd still be on the hook for, what, $885,000? $885,000 on the hook. Do you think that you could live off of 70 75% of your current income? No, I don't think so. Don't think so? Well, the government can garnish up to 25% of your wages. To cover that. To cover the, yeah, that expense. The, until it's the paid other person, off. Until it's paid off. Plus interest. Basically the rest of your life. Ouch. So that's why you have higher coverages. So that's why you have higher coverages. What we like to see is somewhere in the range of 250000 per person up to 500000 per accident. What we see here in California is the, well, I should say specifically down here in San Diego, the median house price is about 550000 give or take. So if you have enough coverage to almost completely cover the price of your home, you're in pretty good shape. Not to mention... If you have those limits of 250000 per person up to 500000 per accident, you also qualify for what we call an umbrella policy, which gives you up to a million dollars in liability coverage. So if you do injure this person, it costs $30,000 a year for the next 30 years, and you're on the hook for $885,000 or $900,000, you have the policies in place to actually meet those needs so that you don't go bankrupt, you don't lose your house. That was the other part about it, is I didn't even talk about that 
if you're a homeowner, you'll be required to sell your house to try and make up the difference. Ouch. And that could still, you know, not very easily not, not be enough. Yeah, because who knows if you even have equity in it. Exactly. So all of these different policies come together to provide the kind of coverage that makes sure that in a worst case scenario situation, you have the kind of coverage that you need. I mean, could it still go above that? Sure. But these types of policies are going to protect you very, very well. Man, and most people are just settling for the state minimums, 1530. Well, yeah, because it's the cheapest. Oh, so, you know, one thing is to pr- is to understand that you're getting a good deal when it's when we're talking about price per se, mm-hmm. right? But on the other hand, it's you're, the you're at risk. It's the upfront price, right? It's what's coming out of my pocket every month. And people think about what's coming out of their pocket every month and not about what could come out of my pocket if if things don't go very well, if things go to the worst possible scenario. You know, it's funny how we always talk about the what if game, right? What if I won the lottery or what if I went professional as, you know, made it to the pros or what if this? We always have the what if on the plus side, but very rarely do we ever really consider the what if on the downside. Yeah, unless we take the cynical approach. Unless we take the cynical approach. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, and it's true. And people don't give enough thought to that. They only think about what's, again, coming out of their pocket every month. And they don't give thought to that worst case scenario. And too often, too often, that's exactly what happens. You know the mayhem guy. Yeah. The mayhem guy. I like the mayhem guy. The mayhem guy for... uh, Allstate. Allstate. Yeah, are you in good hands? Are you in good hands, yeah. Yeah. The mayhem guy is awesome. Anything. I I remember the one where he threw the grill into the truck and like it lit on fire and, you know, it catches fire to all the vehicles around it. And, you know, you're on the hook for Seven vehicles around him and they're done. Yeah. You got to pay for all of them. That's right. And if you only have $10,000 in coverage, it's not even going to cover one. Or yours. Well, yours is separate. It's on the... uh, Collision or comprehensive. Yeah. Common collision. Exactly. But... Your liability coverage, if you have only 10000 that's not going to cover even one of the other vehicles that you damaged. So, the first number is per person. Correct. The second number is per accident. Correct. And the third number is for property damage. Correct. And then the other ones, the comprehensive and collision, they have their own values, but they're just not part of those numbers, right? They have their own values, but it is subjective. In other words, it's based on the actual cash value of your vehicle. So, if your vehicle... The actual cash value is $10,000. That's the amount of coverage that you'll have. What you get to set is your deductible. So do you want to pay $500 deductible? Do you want to pay $1,000 deductible? In other words, that's what's going to come out of your pocket before the insurance pays out. So So the higher the deductible... The, the lower, lower your, the premium. The lower your payment's going to be, exactly. And the reason why this works is because if you're willing to come out of pocket more for damages, then they're willing to give you a better price. Hmm. So if you get into a little fender bender and it costs you $800 to fix. It's better that you pay that than the deductible. and Or exactly. it's going to be less than the deductible. It's going to be less. come out of the pocket. Would you would have come out of pocket anyways. Right. But if you have a lower deductible, like if you have like a $100 deductible, you're just going to go and file a claim. You're going to pay $100 and the insurance is going to pay $700 to get that fixed. So because they're at risk more, they're going to charge you more. Exactly. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. 
Man, dude, that's just, I mean, that's just auto insurance. That's crazy. Can I, is there any way that I can get additional coverage for like, um, in case I injure somebody separate from like, uh, like the hundred dollar hundred or like the, what were we talking about? The two fifty five hundred. Is there anything other than just increasing that dollar amount or can I add additional or is that just the umbrella policy? That's the umbrella policy that we were talking about. So most most um, insurance carriers will max out at two two fifty per person, five hundred thousand per accident. Uh, I've seen some that have five hundred thousand for the total accident, no matter how much it is per person or anything like that. They just cap out. They just cap out at five hundred thousand. <throat> that includes property damage, everything, everything, everything. Uh, I've even seen one carrier that goes up to a million. Oh. And then you can throw another million dollar umbrella on top of that. So these are things that you would want to talk to your insurance agent about. Again, pipeline insurance. Um, These are things that you would want to talk to your agent about and figure out what is best suited for your needs. Now, keep in mind, if you are a homeowner, if you are a business owner, you are more at risk because you have assets to protect. Plus, we live in a Sue happy state. And we live in a Sue happy state. So if you are running around with state minimums and you're a homeowner or a business owner, you are putting those things at risk every time you get behind the wheel. Whew. Man. I'm, I'm like scared to drive now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm your agent. You're covered. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm in good hands. You are in good hands even though we're not all state. We're not all state. Yeah. That's cool. All right, dude. So let, let's, that's a, I guess that's a pretty good segue. Let's t- talk a little bit about homeowners insurance. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, one thing you did ask me something about, you know, well, what if I injure somebody and can I get additional coverage? You actually can through a homeowner's policy. A homeowner's policy often has what's called uh, personal liability coverage, which if you injure somebody and it's not in your vehicle, you could actually get covered through your personal liability that's built into your homeowner's insurance. And we usually start that out at about $300,000 in coverage. Oh, so these numbers just keep adding up. Yeah. You know, I wonder how many people go to their insurance agent and whether their insurance agent even explains this to them. Because I get the feeling that for the most part, the person walks in, they're like, hey, I want to pay like 100 bucks a month. What can I get? And the insurance agent just kind of shops that range and says, all right, here you go. Here's the paperwork. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of agents definitely do that. Um, I think that a lot of agencies do have that tendency to say, well, what do you want to pay? And we'll figure something that works for your budget. And that's not a bad way to go about doing business because you are meeting your customers' financial needs in that way. Uh, What we prefer to do is to actually educate our clients and help them understand what coverages they're purchasing. Because again, if you're going to pay $100 a month up front, that's great. But if you're a homeowner and a business owner and you're buying a junk policy that's not going to actually cover you for the things that you need, you're really just throwing money away anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is I feel like if I would have known something different, I might have made a different choice. Sure. So speaking of we're still on homeowners here. So you have kids, right? Absolutely. Two of them. You got two kids. Uh, Eight, nine. Yeah. Right. So they're maybe not quite on Facebook yet. I mean, I know they have Facebook accounts, but they're not necessarily on there all the time. But as they get older, 
and social media becomes more and more a part of their uh, social interaction in school and whatnot, um, there is a risk, not that your kids would ever do this, but kids are cruel. Not yours, but kids in general are cruel. I remember us growing up and, you know, we, there were, there were always bullies. You know, there were always bullies, always portrayed in, in the movies, always uh, part of your campus. Yeah. But the bullying stopped at school for us when we were kids. It was at school and you went home and you didn't have to deal with it anymore. Well, now with social media, you still have to deal with it when you're at home. or The kids still have to deal with it when they're at home. It is 24-7. It's permeated into their lives. And... One of the coverages that could be built into your homeowners is what's called personal injury. So this is different from bodily injury. Bodily injury is actually break somebody's leg. Break somebody's leg. It's physical damage to their body. Personal injury is when somebody takes something personally and it could cause a financial loss. So this is like slander or... Slander, libel... um, it could include advertising injuries. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if we are advertising and bad mouthing the competition, and the and the competition can actually show that our advertisement caused them a financial loss, they could turn around and sue us. But the reason why I brought up the kids is if they are bullying online, and the child that is being bullied ends up having to, I don't know, leave the school and be transported to another school somewhere. There's a financial loss for the extra transportation. If they wind up uh, needing counseling, right, because they're traumatized by this uh, incessant bullying that they're living through, you know, 24-7 because you don't just leave it at school anymore. And, And the parents can show that financial loss of the counseling. Guess what? You, being the parent are on the hook for that for that cost uh, for that cost for that loss for that financial loss whether or not you disagree with the whole argument there or not the fact that the financial obligation could fall in your lap is there exactly and a lot of people don't have personal injury built into their homeowners policies i don't think they even know because i didn't know that was a even a thing yeah it absolutely is and with the advent of today's social media and and how prevalent it is and the things that you could write or say or do and even you even us being grown adults we could get on a facebook or yelp or whatever and leave a bad review for a restaurant or something like that and all of a sudden that restaurant is starts going downhill and they turn around they point the financial loss at us we could get sued for leaving a bad review and maybe they should turn the mirror around and fix their menu well (laughs) for sure but that's not the point. Right. The point is, if they can prove that you caused them a financial loss, you could get sued. And if you don't have personal injury covered in your homeowner's policy, you're responsible. 100%. That's going to come out of your pocket. Dang. Well, even if you, even if it's justified or not, just the court costs to fight something like that. Exactly. Exactly. So these are things that are may or may not be discussed. If you are working with an agent that you tell him, hey, this is how much I want to pay, and he finds the best poli- he finds a policy that suits those needs, and you're not being educated on what the different coverages are, I don't know. You might want to look into it and see if you can figure out what coverages you have and if you're even covered for the things that matter to you. 
Jeez, so many things, right? And these are not even the regular stuff that we're talking about, right? In a homeowner's policy, we could be, I mean, most people just think of what if my house burns down or what if it gets flooded or Mm -hmm. what, you know, those are the traditional things that we think about when we talk about homeowner's policies, right? right? Or a renter insurance, right? Somebody breaks in and takes my stuff Mm -hmm. or damages my property or whatever. Those are the regular ones. I mean, that's what I was thinking about when I thought of homeowner's insurance. I was thinking about like, our Texas property, for example, when right. we had that tenant that was in there for a short period of time, yep. property management goes and checks it and they like destroyed the place. Yep. Yep. Right? We had to file our claim because that was like $9,000 or 10000 I don't even remember it how was, much it was. It was twelve. dollars oh, $12,000 worth yeah. of damage. Mm-hmm. Right? We didn't even get the full twelve, but I mean, we got some of some of it recouped. No, we, we, we got it all. Uh, we had our deductible that was 2500 so we had to pay that first. Oh, that's so why it wasn't the full That's thing. why it wasn't the full 12000 But, yeah, I mean, we had a high deductible to keep our premiums low, and, you know, we had to come out of pocket that much first. I mean, on the bright side, the unit turned nice after that. It right? did. They did make a lot of changes, but on yep. the downside, that sucked, right? They, the tenants just came in and damaged the property. That's usually what I think of when I think of a homeowner's policy. But you're telling me there's all kinds of extra stuff in there. Yeah, shout out to Texas Longhorn uh, Property Management, by the way. They did a great job out there helping us out with that. Yeah, because no, we weren't even prepared to go out to Texas for anything out there. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, I mean, that's what insurance is for. So the basic premise of insurance is I experience a loss and the insurance company makes me whole again. Yeah, well, they definitely did that, and they patched the holes. <laughs> they patched the holes. They patched the holes. So, um, let's see. Yeah, you were talking about homeowners, though, how when you think about a homeowner's policy, you only think about, well, what if my house burns down, or what if uh, I'm a renter and my stuff gets stolen or whatever. You know, with our landlord policy, uh, tenant destroys my property. So, you think about those physical things that, that you could lose, but... A lot of people don't understand all the other um, types of coverages that are built into that homeowner's policy, more specifically that liability. Yeah. And what a, another thing that a lot of people don't understand is there are certain limits even within the policy for certain types of property. So, for example, your couch, your TV, your furniture, your cabinets in your kitchen, your our desk, our studio equipment, all this stuff – probably is going to be covered as normal but your wife's wedding ring that falls under a special coverage of jewelry guess what there's only fifteen hundred dollars of coverage in there who how many people you know that have a fifteen hundred dollar wedding ring no man you know the wives want a little bit pricier than that yeah (laughs) not a lot not a lot so with the with a standard homeowner's policy if you don't have your wedding ring specifically scheduled and scheduled meaning listed, listed and appraised policy. yeah you get fifteen hundred dollars in coverage so that thing gets lost and that could just be one piece of jewelry where you could have multiple pieces of jewelry you could exactly. have like a jewelry cabinet cameras furs firearms you know whatever stuff that you have there are specific limits for all of these different things and a lot of people don't realize it a lot of people just think yeah whatever happens i'm covered it's fine they don't understand that there are uh spe- specific limits special limits for specific property specific types of property that's crazy man i see i'm learning something every single day i mean we got a lot of different business types that we're going to talk about i don't think we're going to get past home and auto here no no (laughs) what about tenant well you had tenant and condo and tenant and condo so what i wanted to talk about with the condo is it's a little bit different right so 
a homeowner's policy, it's going to cover the entire structure because you own the land, you own the building, you own the garage, whether or not it's attached, attached or detached. detached, you own the swimming pool, you own the fence, you own everything that's on this property. But a condo policy, you don't own the building. No, you own everything inside the four walls. You own everything inside the four walls. And so the coverage type is different. And the policy type is different. And the amount of coverage that you need is different. So you still get a lot of the built-in stuff like the liability. You still have the um, special limits of liability for specific types of property like cameras and furs and jewelry and stuff like that. Uh, that's all still part of a condo or homeowners or renters, whatever. It's also the same thing. But you want to make sure that if you have a condo policy, you have the right type of policy, and you want to know whether your homeowners association requires you to have walls in coverage or sometimes they require you to pitch in for the building itself as a piece like the roof or the exterior walls or whatever loss assessment is what is uh, another what? part of it loss assessment is uh if there is a if there is damage to common areas in the in the homeowner association the condo association if there's damage to any of the common areas everybody has to pay out Ooh. Every condo owner has to pay out, and if you don't have that loss assessment coverage built into your policy, you're due for your portion. You're coming out of pocket for it. Wow, man! See, a lot, of, uh, dude. That's a lot to figure out. I mean, that was just home and auto, and that was just the cusp. I'm assuming. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, one of the things that we really pride ourselves in uh, in our agency is our the way that we educate our clients. We one of the lines in our orientation is that we help our clients to find the most comprehensive products to meet their insurance obligations and meet their financial needs. So when we say comprehensive products, we don't like to just sell you the cheapest product out there on the market just because it's cheap. We want to make sure that the policies that we sell actually fit your needs. If you are a homeowner, you should never be running around with state minimum liability limits on your auto if you're a homeowner you're you doing yourself a, a disservice if you're running around on that because you're putting your house at risk and if you're a business owner you're putting your business at risk and look the last thing we want you to do is be at risk this is why you need insurance right i guess we're going to make this we're going to pass this on to uh, a part two or maybe a part three depending on how far we get on our next one so for today, that's what we got. We got homeowners and auto. And as you can see, I mean, when we talk about our businesses and we talk about the knowledge that we have in these particular areas, I mean, we mean it, right? If you have questions, I mean, if you're just a quick churn and burn, you need a quick auto policy because you just want to pay the minimums, you can pretty much go anywhere. But if you actually have something that you want to protect, I suggest you uh, shoot James an email, james at csfirst.com, and he'll get you either taken care of or with somebody who can take care of you within pipeline insurance so again james at csfirst.com you can go to our website csfirst.com uh sorry at yeah at csfirst.com or you can go to our website csfirst.com and uh <laughs> leave us any type of comment there too i think what you were trying to say is you can find us on facebook at csfirst yeah go yeah. to our website csfirst.com follow us on twitter at business bros pod 
Uh, Hernan at csfirst.com is the email. James at csfirst.com is the other email. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, I got thanks, you. Thanks, yeah. buddy. But other I was, than that. I was doing all the talking this episode. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, I, I fumbled because I didn't, I didn't say much at all. Yeah, I know. That's cool. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.